the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I don't think there's a cloud in the sky in Houston, Texas, and it's Labor Day weekend, so we got a three-day weekend, so I hope everybody's having a good time. I know I will be later today at the A&M UCLA game, uh, so that should be quite exciting. And so uh, after, right after the show, I'm heading up to College Station. But for now, we're talking savings investments in your retirement, as always. Uh, our show, really, we've been on for over a decade talking about savings, talking about investments, how to build up wealth. Uh, and our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And I hope everyone is putting away enough money in their in their in their 401k plan, their 403b plan. Uh, it'd be, be, and uh, now is really the time when uh, when you want to be uh, accumulating wealth. Later on, it be wealth becomes a uh, a, di- uh, a a distribution. The IRA becomes more of a distribution system, and then we're going to be talking about that later on in the show. Uh, and so, but uh, I, I came across the story the uh, over the, uh, the I guess on Friday in the Wall Street Journal the. Uh, about insurers, uh, insurance companies, pretty interesting. The insured fight back, and uh, and and there's a uh, what's happening is insurance companies are jacking up the price of insurance. And a lot of people they they buy these policies and then they have to make these premiums, and and particularly for older people that have to make the premiums if they think they're sort of set. What what's, what's happened is is the premiums are are starting to go up quite a bit and what the the insurance companies are saying are are blaming the federal reserve this is something uh that that we have the uh the federal reserve has raised rates once that i think we're at a quarter percent in the fed funds rate we've had zero short term interest rates uh we've had uh a month and a half ago we had the lowest interest rates in 5000 years and uh literally and the and so what's happening is insurance companies take the money that you give them for life insurance and different types of things, different types of insurance, and they invest it. So they'll, they'll buy stocks, they'll buy bonds, they'll buy real estate, and then they get a return on the investment. And and so they typically try to make a percent or two more than, than you're paying, than they have to pay to you. It's sort of the spread that they're making. And, and so they when they, they come up with these policies, they they, they – you know, it's a twenty-year policy or more. So they they figure, hey, we're going to get this type of return. Well, well, the Federal Reserve has set rates so low that insurance companies are are now realizing they're not going to be able to make the expected returns, and they're looking at potential losses. 
And so they're starting to raise the cost of, of the insurance up. And, uh, and what they're saying is, is look, we can't. The expected returns just aren't there because the Federal Reserve is keeping rates so artificially low, uh, and that that it's affecting insurance. And this is a problem out there. Uh, even annuities, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of people out there selling annuities nowadays. I, I've been in this business long enough to remember some very big failures of annuities where, where people lost huge amounts of money investing in annuities. Nothing is guaranteed. Uh, that guarantee is only good as the insurance company. If the insurance company fails, then there's going to be a financial – then you're, you're going to lose money. And, and so this is why if you put all your your uh, your – uh, retirement into a into an annuity and the insurance company fails, you lose your your you, you lose your retirement and, and and so these these negative rates, uh, the the negative rates are really affecting negative and zero rates are really affecting the insurance companies and it's eroding their 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 financial ability to pay people and, and so this is something we want to watch it's something you want to keep your guard up and this is just uh long-time listeners of the max out savings you know we've been a huge critic of the federal reserve i i i think they did a, a i think they did an admirable job in saving the economy when it, the financial system was was on the verge of collapse in 2009 and everything we've been able to, to look at pretty much says that but the problem is is since then they've sort of morphed into this into kind of a, a centrally planning authority for for the investment markets in in the american people don't like central planners they have an intuitive hatred for communist and uh and and people like that in central planners i mean that's just not the american way it's very un-american it goes against everything the American people believe in this. This actually goes back to Thomas Jefferson, where Thomas Jefferson warned of the dangers of central banks and and and, and how they would how they would be a threat to people. And now we're starting to see that. The, the The good news with the Federal Reserve is, look, people get what they're doing. The consensus on Wall Street and the consensus with the most successful investors in the world is pretty much the Federal Reserve is in there. They're artificially manipulating asset prices, and particularly artificially manipulating and propping up stock stock prices. And so they're very concerned because nobody's really sure what what a fair valuation is out there, and, and, and they've pushed down expected returns globally due to their actions. And, and now they're endangering savers. What, what what they've really done is is when they said, look, we're going to make zero interest rates. What they told savers, the frugal people, the working people in those countries, look, you guys can save money, but we're not going to pay you. We're we're not going to allow that to happen. Instead, we're going to subsidize people that have been reckless, that taken on large amounts of debt, that levering up their company. That, that that have done everything wrong, and we're going to subsidize and save those people. It, 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 and so the people, the frugal people, the industrious people, the savers in this country are going to have to pay a price. And what what the Federal Reserve has done is they've effectively put a tax on on uh, on savers in this country. And it's not just affecting savers; it's now we're seeing this. It's affecting insurance companies that are endangered. Uh, policies, your insurance costs are going up. People in pensions. Uh, uh, government employees, the the pen, most pension, uh, a lot of pensions in this country are in financial trouble because there's no way they can get the expected returns based on based on uh, 
the, the interest rates that were set by the federal government, but by the Federal Reserve, not the federal government, the Federal Reserve. And so people in this country, particularly the Republicans, the the very successful investors, the savers in this country are starting to view the Federal Reserve as a threat. And, and, and I, I think it's justified. And so this is something that 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 is starting to happen now. I think the Federal Reserve is starting to get it. And we've been talking about this and writing about this. You know, we're looking for a possible increase in Federal Reserve, the, the short term rates. Uh, I, I think they're going to possibly work to try to normalize rates. Look, we would probably have, with this type of low-growth environment, the worst recovery since the 1930s, bar none, any way you look at it, uh, you you should be expecting low asset prices and low interest rates. And, and, and the problem is a lot of people, particularly pensions and things, they just put in what was a – and insurance companies put in normal expected returns over 100 years. And, and when you move interest rates to 5,000-year lows, everything blows up and the capitalist system begins to fail. And that's what we're dealing with. So the Fed is now trying to raise interest rates up. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I think Stanley Fisher, we've written – we actually write about this in, in the Max Out Savings Report, is trying to normalize rates. You have a, a number of, of doves on the committee, and a dove is just a person that wants to keep rates real low. Uh, it, and what worries me at the Fed is I'm starting to become concerned. I believe there's socialists, some socialists in the Fed, and I, I believe that they view this as a way to take control of the financial system. For the, it, 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 in, in, it, it, and I think it's a very dangerous thing what they're doing. Uh, right, right now, the em, employment rate is 4.95%, uh, 4.9%. If you look at past history, the Fed funds rate, when that's been the case, has been closer to 4 to 5%. Right now, it's at a quarter percent, which means back then, you could get 4 or 5% on your money market. You could get the, the insurance companies could get a good return. The pensions could get a good return. Savers could get a good return. Instead, they're at zero. So understand we live in a manipulated, centrally planned world right now that, that nobody voted for, nobody agreed with. You had a small group of people in Washington, D.C. sort of take over the financial system. And there's really no other way to, to, to put it. And so the good news is is the Republicans are starting to win. I think Donald Trump is, is more more of a of a, of a of a sound money, a hard money person, which means you want to have a constant value of money versus moving money up and down and, and trying to manipulate markets. The Republicans are. Uh, a lot of the Republican leadership in the House are very, very uh, hard money. They're very sound, sound money people that are very concerned about the Fed. They're gaining power. The Fed realizes this, and they're starting to shift. That's the, the reason for the long-winded talk. The solution, I think, is going to be is, is going to be pressure on the Fed. You're starting to see it. We're possibly going to see some interest rate increases come up. Are interest rates going to 5%? No. But it, when you're at zero, uh, a quarter Fed funds, I'm pretty sure the economy is not going to collapse if you go to three quarters to one percent. The Taylor rule is has been I haven't looked at it lately. It's about one percent, which is uh, what what a lot of the Republicans would like to see is a rules based Federal Reserve, which means if based on a certain percentage growth employment, you, you you're looking at and in inflation, you're looking at uh, some type of reasonable range on interest rates. So, that the, the, what I want you to get out of this today is is that. The Federal Reserve realized they're in a box. 
They realize they're trapped. They realize they're manipulating asset prices. And most important of all, they realize the American people are starting to turn against them. So now they're starting to change. And this is something we want to watch a little more closely. So we'll see. Uh, here's another story in in, in uh, Journal to Banks weighing challenge to Fed because the Fed Reserve is is claiming that some of the banks aren't, aren't uh, meeting their stress tests. And the banks are saying, yeah, look, we think we are. And what a lot of people don't realize about the Federal Reserve is the Federal Reserve is the most powerful regulator in the, in the United States of America. Think about that. The Federal Reserve is the most powerful regulator in the United States. They're getting they're, 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 they have their people inside the banks telling them what they can and can't lend more and more. That they're getting involved in consumer lending. They have consumer boards. Now, here's the, the very, very disturbing thing about that. The Federal Reserve is the most powerful regulatory agency in the country with huge amounts of power. They, there is no checks and balances at the Federal Reserve. Over 200 years ago, we laid out a case of a, a system of government that created the most powerful country the planet has ever seen. Not only the most powerful planet, the most successful planet the world's ever seen. People have flocked from all over the world to, to come to the greatest country the world's ever seen. We invented everything, uh, uh, space travel, telephones, computers, uh, transistors, everything, the world, internet, it all came out of the United States. It, it was all built on the groundwork that was put together 200 and something years ago with the Constitution, a Bill of Rights, and, and a rule of law. And the Federal Reserve, and, and they put together a government with checks and balance that, that would move slowly but would also have flexibility, and it all worked brilliantly. It's the greatest thing we, we've ever seen. And, and, and then we have a group of people at the Federal Reserve. They're not – Congress can pass laws and, and, and set taxes and things. Uh, and then we have the executive branch that does things. The executive branch budgets are set by Congress, so they can never get too far out of line. Do you realize that Congress has – I've talked to the top fun, uh, people in the financial sector in Congress, in the House leadership, and they have told me they have no power over the Fed, the, the, the regulatory agency. If the EPA gets out of line that badly, Congress will, will eliminate their budget if they have to. And so they sort of the EP knows a sort of knows or the other agencies sort of know what they can, you know some boundaries they have to work with. Now, if you know they got a republic, a Democratic Congress, a Democratic president, you know maybe they get a little more aggressive. You know it goes back and forth, but there's some give and take. There's some checks and balances at the Federal Reserve. There are no checks and balances. Their own budget is financed. By the, by themselves by borrowing money and printing money, and so so the, so Congress can't sit there and rein the Federal Reserve in, and, and and so there's no checks and balances in place, and this is a real concern. So this is something we're going to work with over the next couple of years to start reining in the Federal Reserve. It's starting to happen now, and it's a good thing. Now I tell you what, we're going to be talking about markets, what's happening, a lot of news. Uh, we'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? 
not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks, when they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Boy, man, I had a rough night's sleep. Boy, I got a letter from the IRS yesterday and I I just couldn't sleep. Man, I'm dying here. Somebody help me. IRS problems affect more than just your finances. If you're ready to take back control of your life and you owe more than $10,000, you need to call the tax doctor. Their expert staff can immediately protect you from the IRS and state collectors and get you the best possible tax settlement guaranteed. The IRS has recently released new programs geared in helping struggling taxpayers, where you may qualify to settle your tax debt and wipe out up to 85% or more of what you currently owe. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor right now. See if you qualify to pay less. 800 800-917-8611. 800-917-8611. 800-917-8611. Again, 800-917-8611. Michael Medved is in disbelief of the Obama foreign policy. John Kerry, representing the very worst in American foreign policy leadership, he said this. If you decide one day you're going to be a terrorist and you're willing to kill yourself, you can go out and kill some people. Perhaps the media would do us all a service if they didn't cover it quite as much. The importance of opposing terrorism would be diminished or denigrated. The Michael Medved Show, afternoons at 2, right before Larry Elder at 5, on AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, in your retirement. If you got a question or comment, give us a call, 713-339-1070. That's what Oscar did. Hey, Oscar, how's it going? Real good. Hey, Ted, you know, this thing that you brought up, you know, we, me and you have been talking about this the last six, seven, eight years now. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, the uh, some pension funds are already going broke, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, there was... Uh, there was one in Tennessee, I think. Uh, there was about, uh, you know, they have this... Um, well, pension funds from for uh, for the union workers, and they're going to be uh, they're going to be having like a seventy percent uh, uh, haircut on, on on what they make, uh, uh, you know, what what their monthly payments they make, and and this thing here is is all through the board. It, it's really turning upside down. Our whole like you were talking the whole banking system because everything was done on a four and a half percent. Uh, idea that uh, that was the fixed income uh, when these uh, when these contracts were made. Yes, yeah. And yeah. Meredith well, uh, Whitney was one of those who was harping up the municipal bonds, uh, municipal uh, uh, the municipalities going broke because of it. That's, that's another thing. So yeah, she, Mer- Meredith was just early, but she was very early. And yeah. we were, I've been talking to you about this for six, seven years now. Yeah. And and I think that this thing here now, you know, the you go to a local community bank. And they're going through a lot of stress. You know, you go in and, and have uh, – I've been going for years to, to the banks in and out because of CDs and all these other things. But you go in there and, 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 and half of the workers are gone. There, there's no activities in there anymore. You, you see that oh, there was 12 cubicles and there's only one or two open. It's paralyzing the banking system also. Yeah, no, it really is. And, and I tell you, the really sad stories is, is uh, you know, I'll go up to some of the uh, events for the uh, Chairman of Financial Services Committee – Mm-hmm. In the house, some of his events, and 
And to listen to some of these community bankers, I mean, they're really under huge stress trying to keep up with this, the, the, the compliance issues that, that the, the Fed and, and some of these other people and, and, and the, uh, the uh, uh, Dodd-Frank bills have just been disastrous to them. You know, in Japan, you know, people have not, you know, for the last 15, 20 years, half of the people don't put money in the banks. And, and uh, my sister is with the state of Texas now. Mm-hmm. And they've been warned also about the stresses is going forward because of these low interests already, and, and, and so because uh, you know they're, they're you, you, fixed income is a it's a big part of uh, of how they they make the money. Sixty seventy percent of it is from fixed income. Yeah, and, most of these most of these pensions are forty to to fifty percent fixed income, and, and they just can't the, the, get, get and, the returns. And and this thing here. It's an unbelievable situation they placed, you know, that they placed uh, all, all of these, uh, you know, the insurance cups and so forth. So, it, 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 but they're in a box, and they, they, they can, if they raise interest rates, then they, everything is going to go for interest. All our debt's going to go just for interest. So, yeah. this thing here is very convoluted, very complicated, and it's really a wonder that it has nothing really big has happened yet. You know, uh, like uh, Meredith Whitney was talking about, as, as an example, she was only talking about the municipal, you know, situations. Dallas is underfunded. You know, they're, they're, they're yeah. They're no, I, I give you an example, Oscar. Chicago just cut theirs from seven and a half to seven. I think the state of Illinois, excuse me, and, and they're going to have to increase their taxes up there because it, what, how it's going to get paid for is additional taxes, and it, it's it's very sad. Look, we we would be in, in in a low interest rate environment anyway, but but taking rates to Zero is really starting to destroy the capitalist system and 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 our government in many cases because of it. But but the, 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 lastly, you know this this the idea of a, a quarter percent here, a quarter percent that that's not gonna that's not gonna do it. That's that's too little, too late. And uh, you know the, 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 it has to be much more. We have to go back to over three percent on on the ten year treasury at least. Yeah, well, look, here, here's this is what I think this is gonna how this is gonna play out. Look. Are rates going up to 5%? No. I think the Fed is, in, in their own way, is trying to in, normalize rates at maybe three-quarters, half to 1%, somewhere in there. It's normalized on the short term, figuring that's not going to hurt the economy that much. Uh, the, 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 you could see where you're going to see a problem is going to be in the corporate debt in other areas. They're going to try to keep the government debt down. They can do that through buying of, 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 of long-term of government bonds by the Fed and different things. And so they, they should pull back from the corporate debt, force these people to pay more. I think you, I, I, right now we have a hedge on which we could pull at any minute our long-term government bonds. But I think eventually sometime next year, the longer term, the, the 10 years is going to go over 2%. You believe that two and a half, year, right? Yeah, and and the question is, do we get a currency crisis? Then all bets are off, and then we change things very quickly. No, the, the, this thing. I think this thing is very fluid. It's uh, it's a long time coming, and uh, I, I'll tell you, I I don't know where the heck it's going, but I, I know that the, you know there's so many. It's, it's so complicated uh, as to what the ramifications of this thing is. Uh, it's it's something. Uh, uh, you know, to to me. To me, the the the, 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 the Fed has, this is the one thing that they really, really overlooked. They talk about other things, inflation and jobs, but the the, the, the core is the thing that they are not really talking. And, and and this article that you were talking about, it was you mean core Street. interest rate, core it, core, core yeah, inflation? Yeah, you're saying this is in the Wall Street Journal. This this particular article, yeah. 
Thank Fridays. you very much, Ted. And uh, like I said, you know, I, uh, I hope they can get a handle on this thing here. But uh, it's, it's going to it's going to get interesting, Oscar. You know, we'll, we'll figure out a way through this. But you talk to the best investors in the world, and I do in, so, in, in, in a number of cases, and they right now aren't sure which way this thing's And you've got to be very fluid because when this thing breaks, look out. And, and we've got to be on the right side. Hey, join, join the club. Hey, keep us informed because I think now, you know, to, to me, this is, a, this is a thing that's a long time coming. And and finally, something has to be done. So thank yeah. you very much, Ted. Thank okay, you. Oscar. Thanks. Ted, let's take a call from uh, from uh, Randy. Hey, Randy. How you doing? Randy? Hello, Ted. Hey. Good, good, Ted. How are you? Good, good. Good. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, Max Up Savings Report under the heading Wealth Disbursement Account. Yes, yeah. My RMD starts next year, and I'm wondering, as uh I got a lot of qualified money. Is a QLAC something I may be interested in? And also regarding this ZERP, I'm thinking about getting a reverse mortgage on my house. Is uh, is these low interest rates? Now these are going to be arms, and they're going to reset once a year. Should is it, is it a good idea for me to go ahead and, uh, and and try to do this reverse mortgage? Are these are these rates going to stay Look, low? I, for, is the inflation in rates going to stay low for uh, at least another five ten years? Uh, look, I think somewhere in here something goes wrong, and and I think you could see the, that that go up, or you're going to see a you're going to see a complete currency re- reset uh, along the lines of Bretton Woods back in I want to say forty five or so, in 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 so. I, I'm not convinced. I think at this point, with record low rates, rather than doing the the uh, withdrawal thing on the house, I think you refinance your house, maybe pull some out and put on the sidelines, locking in a fixed rate. I, I, I believe it's important because if something does go wrong, it, then rates are going to jump up and it's going to be hard to get money. It's so, not for me to refinance because I own the house. I, I don't know any money on it. Well, and, and that's, you, why, that's why I was thinking the reverse mortgage could could help me get some of that equity out yeah, of Yeah, but, but then you're kind of locked equity. in. Of course, in some cases, you can buy that back, can't you? Or Well, if, 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 if I'm offset with a growth rate in, in, in my line of credit against any money that I borrow, so basically I'm getting free money. It doesn't matter what interest rates really are. Yeah, it's it's more of a line of a credit than is so, what you're so is it, But is this going to help my RMD? Do you know anything about QLAC? Uh, you know, I, I don't do some with the insurance. There, there's ways you can do that. The, the QLAC is the insurance stuff, in, uh, right? Right, yeah. yeah. It, it's qualified longevity annuity contracts, and it's it's based on money that you have in in IRAs and, and 401ks and things like that, any qualified money. And what you do is you can siphon off up to 125000 and that reduces the basis for your RMD, which then is going to keep your AIG low. I don't, I, yeah, I don't yeah. And I, look, big, I think I, I don't want to take a big RMD and have to get into a, a higher tax bracket. Well, yeah, no, a, a couple things. I think either you do something like that, and what you're kind of doing is buying, is you're taking a big chunk out, buying an insurance policy with it, and then figuring it's going to reduce your RMD, and then and then uh, your heirs are going to collect the insurance. The, that's about the only way to get out of uh, get out of this uh, problem with the RMDs is is to is to buy some type of insurance contract, either use fund the insurance contract with your RMD, or take a big chunk out, pay some taxes, or uh, uh, do something like that with with the QLEC deal. Well, if you get, if you you bump up your AGI to hundred thousand or some, your Social Security is impacted, your Medicare goes from hundred to hundred seventy. 
$1,000 a month. You've got all kinds of Obamacare. No, this is the problem. There's I mean, virtually there's, there's, the repercussions are pretty pretty dramatic. Yeah, without the without the QLAC, there's virtually no other way to do. This is a problem. I, I'm su- I'm surprised, Randy, how many people really are, of our clients are unhappy when they have to take these things out. Uh, and, and look, th- that's about the only thing you can do is is do something to either reduce it, do the QLAC, or buy the insurance. Figure I'm just going to fund the insurance by by uh paying the thing and and you've got to look at, at at how it affects your your uh your your payments i mean this is something i run into with some other investments i have it it, it jacks up my uh my my gross income and then i i i get uh kicked off on all, all, any type of 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 the all types of deductions and credits and everything else under well, the sun. I think the real problem is if you get stuck with with a high RMD. What if what if Hillary Clinton or somebody like Bernie Sanders gets elected and they want to put rates back up in the highest bracket at seventy percent? Then then you would really be in trouble. Yeah yeah. Well now look and, and by the way I, I what the high bracket I think above a half a million I do, I think there's going to be a higher bracket than people think on on wealthy people. I I, I that even if Trump gets in there. Uh, I do think that's going to be something you're going to see. Well, and, and by the way, I, I think you got to be careful with these foundations. I think there's a possibility some, uh, you, you know, if we get into financial trouble, that's a pretty easy pot of money to go after uh, that aren't paying any taxes. Well, I think the problem is we owe twenty trillion dollars in the country, so I, I think tax rates are going to have to to rise in some way. Now, if we just balance the budget today. In 30 years, all the debt would be gone because 30 years is the longest debt we issue. But I don't think that's what they got in mind. Now they're going to ha- look. What, what's coming out of this meeting, uh, th- this this meeting at Jackson Hole was is really uh, th- we're going to need more fiscal spending, which I agree with infrastructure spending. Uh, what came out at Stanley Fisher, who I believe is really one of the real brains at the Federal Reserve, I think he has materially more power than people realize. Uh, he's vice chairman. He it was talking about regulation, and I think uh, I'm going to touch base on this. And I, I think you're going to see uh, infrastructure regulation. Interestingly, he brought up another number of things they could do because of record low productivity, which is a major problem in this country right now. In 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 he did not mention cutting taxes. He mentioned deregulating, or he euphemistically put it as. As more efficient regulation, you know, fiscal problems. Well, that's the, the problem with, with falling productivity. Productivity is determines your standard of living. I exactly. Mean, who, exactly. Who has a higher standard of living? A guy that knows how to use a shovel, or a guy that knows how to drive a backhoe. Yeah. Well, obviously, the backhoe is going to get paid more. You know? Yeah, but you got to have the money to invest in the backhoe, and that's where the problem's coming in. Right. And okay. so, yeah, I, look, I think this is what we're dealing with. And and so, to, to answer your question. I think in the world today of ultra-low interest rates, you borrow money on a fixed asset that you want to purchase or you're going to do – you lock in a long-term because of a crisis strike, it, it could jack up rates and then put people in financial trouble. That's what happened. Remember in the peso crisis uh, about uh, 10, 20 years back, right. interest rates shot up in Mexico. A lot of, of, of wealthy Mexicans lost their property because they couldn't afford the increase in the payments. Well, I, I remember when – cut off our oil back in the 70s and we had double digit inflation right then a lot of businesses went out of business because they couldn't they couldn't afford to uh 
pass those costs along to the consumer. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, by, by the way, if you get a chance, take a look at the at the, the uh, Google in Stanley Fisher Aspen Institute or Aspen, and you can get a copy of that 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 speech if you have any interest. I think that's a real right. groundbreaking break, yeah, speech. Yeah, right. well, I've been saying him on TV quite a bit. Okay, well, Ted, uh, keep your eyes pierced and your ears peeled, and we're dependent on you <laughs> to uh, tell us what's going on. Okay, thanks a lot, Randy. Thanks, bud. Bye. You know, some questions with, with what's going on in the world today. Uh, you know, really, uh, the, the the problem in the world today, we have such record low interest rates, it's causing a lot of problems. Uh, by the way, Randy mentioned the Max Out Savings Report. If you're not on the list, we send this out once a month. You get a, a free copy. Uh, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Get on the free list. We don't. It's a private list. It's not sent out to anybody. And uh, we've got a lot of people on the list uh, quite you know, several thousand people, uh, more than that, on the list. And But our most recent we talk about, an IRA account is, is the best wealth-building tool out there, 401k plan. Once an IRA, once you hit 70 and a half, it becomes a wealth distribution account. And you say, whoa, whoa, I don't need the money. And the government says, well, we don't care. We're, we're going to require you to make a, a mandatory distribution, required mandatory distribution, RMD. And it's about three, three and a quarter percent, three and a half in that area initially. It can go up as high as eight percent or more when you're in your nineties, and, and so it goes up over time because they want to get the money out and not build it up. and And so understand, once you hit seventy and a half, you have to take this out. If you don't take it out, there's a fifty percent penalty. And there are some ways with insurance and different things to try to get it out to to to, to reduce the size of your of your of your account, uh, those typically tend to be if you're if you're very wealthy and really don't need the money, then there are some programs you can use to get that. But uh, w- one other thing is, a Roth IRA is not a require; it doesn't have an RMD. And if you're still working at the company, you c- you're not subject to the RMD requirements if your money is in a four hundred one k plan. If you're you, you still have to be working at the company. But so those so understand once you turn seventy and a half. Uh, you're you're going to have some of these uh, uh, costs that you, they're going to go up, and you're going to have to start taking the money out. Figure about three and a quarter percent uh, is the amount, and you can make some adjustments based on joint and different things. But uh, by the way, uh, if, if a spousal account, uh, if you inherited an if you inherit an IRA, it also is subject to an RMD. And so right away, not when you're in 70 half, but an inherited account is right away. Now, if you're a spouse, you don't have an inherited account. You do an IRA rollover, what's called a spousal rollover. We'll be right back on the Max Out Savings Show. You got any questions? 713-339-1070. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. 
Now, I want to tell you a little bit about a company called FN Firearms. FN Firearms is the world's most battle-proven firearms. This is a legacy of legends. Over 100 years ago, the father of modern firearms, John Browning, partnered with FN. I want you to remember this name, FN Firearms, because they changed firearms and, and the battlefield forever. Now, the majority of small arms used to defend freedom around the world are made by FN. Now, what does this mean for you? Well, the very same genius craftsmanship and attention to detail that goes into those firearms goes into FN handguns, like the FNS9. That's a polymer-framed, striker-fired 9mm pistol. It, uh, it features ambidextrous controls, a grip angle. Uh, best of all, puts the DNA of legends in the palm of your hand. Legends. You can see the full line of FNS handguns at FNAmerica.com. FNAmerica.com. FN, the world's most battle proven firearms i'm hugh hewitt this week in the town hall review a south of the border trip for donald trump is his campaign gathering momentum what they find out is, is the characterization of this campaign and, and a candidate by the media is totally different from the real the facts on the ground Join us for our program and visit our website at townhallreview.com. If you missed the big stories this week, you can catch up with Town Hall Review, Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070, The Answer. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. If, By the way, if you haven't gotten a copy of the free Max Out Savings Report, we just sent the most recent one out talking about uh, about uh, RMDs, some of the advantages and disadvantages of uh, required minimum distribution if, if you hit 70 and a half. Also talking about what's going on with the markets, our outlook, a lot of good stuff in that report. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. And uh, we have a call coming in from Charles. Hey, Charles. Uh, hi, Ted. Let's. I got a, uh, actually two questions to ask. Uh, one is, is Wait, Charles. Uh, just a second. Can you turn that up a little. Bit? Charles, you there? Yes. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I had uh, two questions. Um, maybe you could take the first one here. It has to do with the uh, the with a lot of international companies, the large corporations Wait, turn, turn having uh, money overseas. Way. And uh, do you think either Canada would allow these companies to repatriate some of their earnings back to the U.S.? That's the first one. And the second one is, is with regard to Janet Yellen, do you think either candidate's going to rein- reinstate her position, or do you think she's only in there for one one term? You know, I, I tell you what, with, as far as Yellen, I think she's in there for one term. I haven't seen when her, her next thing comes up. Uh, I think Trump. I think Trump's a little bit more of a hard money guy, and and I, I would expect maybe uh, uh, Stanley Fisher or, or Dudley eventually to come in, and but I, I think they're going to let this play out a little bit and see. And what was the second, the first question again the about first the question had to do with the uh, uh, foreign. I mean, with the international companies based in the U.S. having a lot of. Uh, money stashed overseas, and do you think either candidate would allow? The large corporations to repatriate a lot of those earnings back to the U.S. Yeah, great question. Actually, uh, yes, I think they both will. Hillary and uh, Donald Trump are going to encourage repatriation. Uh, this last week, Apple was hit with about a fifteen billion dollar tax on their their money uh, in, in in Ireland, and uh, I don't think uh, the EU has a case on this. That. But the problem is, is the U.S. companies have these big piles of cash overseas. 
th- those countries are now looking at that cash. Apple said uh, at the end of the week they're going to repatriate the money next year. I expect a lot of com- companies are going to do that. I, I think you're going to see a cut in the corporate taxes or a special tax holiday to get the money back here to to help out the U.S. In corporate America, I think, is now really worried about all that money overseas after what happened with, with Apple. So this is a big story. I think it's going to see – I think there's a number of positives that can really happen next year. Okay. And just one last question, Uh, uh, Ted, I know from time to time you give a seminar or anything, uh, any chance of doing anything on the west side of town? Uh, yeah, you know, we're going to try to do, we'll do one in the west side. We'll probably do something uh, late September, October time frame. Okay, that sounds good. Look okay, appreciate it. it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Charles. The uh, So, uh, but yeah, I, I look, I think that, uh, that's a big story. I think this rep- repatriation of the funds overseas, and what this is, what Charles is talking about is, is, Corp- taxes over, overseas, corporate taxes are much cheaper, and so the companies are leaving the money over there. What they're going to eventually do is they're going to have to take the money back to the U.S. because they need it over here. They're borrowing money in the U.S. as Apple is to to, to, to fund their operations because they don't want to take the money over there. If they bring it here, it becomes subject to taxes. We have the second highest tax rate corporate tax rate in the entire world. The first highest is some little country. I forgot the name of it. It's completely absurd in their support on the Democrat and Republican side for this issue. So we'll have to see. But, yeah, I think this is going to be a big story next year. Uh, I talk in the Max Out Savings Report also about Stanley Fisher, the vice chairman of the Fed, mentioning deregulation. He mentioned uh, – he mentions uh, ways to improve the economy, in infrastructure spending. He said the, the Fed's kind of done all they can, uh, uh, fiscal spending, uh, more efficient regulation. He didn't say taxes. They stayed away from that. What they're doing is laying the groundwork for Congress in the in the, in the executive branch to pick up the ball next year. I expect some big changes. Uh, deregulation, look, deregulation is a massive solution for, for a lot of the problems in the United States. If I engage in infrastructure spending, it costs money. I run up the deficit. If I do, if I cut taxes, initially the tax rate's going to drop. Less money comes in. Over time, you hope more people build the economy and the tax rate goes up. It costs money initially. Deregulating the economy and, and cleaning up our regulation is a massive, it will increase spending, it'll increase hiring, it'll increase GDP, and it it, but there's no cost. The government doesn't have to pay any more money. It's 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 the greatest thing in the world. And 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 we've gotten really out of control regulation. It's not just at the federal level, but you know, in Texas we don't notice it. But try building some uh, a subdivision somewhere else in the United States, and it's a nightmare. If I were Donald Trump, I would call for a massive deregulation, not just at the federal level, but I would. Re- I would call for states and municipalities to reduce their regulation with an eye to increasing growth and jobs in their states, in their municipalities. I think that is, would be a massive win. And, and so that's, that's something to kind of to think about. Uh, I, I really think deregulation is something that's not been talked about. It, uh, the, the, the government has virtually driven the coal uh, industry out of business. Thousands of jobs are lost. They're slowing down the medical business. I'll give an example, Milam Labs. Milam Labs skillfully used the regulators to run all the people that, that were making 
uh, EpiPens out of business except for themselves. And then once they ran everybody out of business, they started jacking the price up from $57 to $600. So people, and oftentimes EpiPens weren't covered by insurance, so moms that were trying to protect their children were having to pay $600 for these EpiPens. It, but, but they, Milam used the, the government regulation, hired lobbyists to their advantage. And, and so regulation has gotten out of control. Look at Obamacare. It's completely destroying the medical system. How's that um, uh, uh, cost of your uh, of your uh, ho- your hospital, your medical every month is skyrocketing out there. And so what we need to do is look back at regulation. In some areas, maybe we need to regulate more, but a lot of areas we deregulate. Deregulation is no cost. It creates jobs and increases GDP, and that'll increase taxes as well. So actually, it might make you some money. Uh, I I think that's a really exciting thing that's going to be happening. Uh, uh, The Trump report. Okay. Here I have the Washington Post after Trump's speech. They were successfully able to run eight anti-Trump stories on one website. Now, they did have... uh, they did have one story about Hillary Clinton, eight negative stories about Donald about Donald Trump, and one story about Hillary Clinton. The very important Clinton plan that hardly anybody is talking about. So that's the Washington Post. Look, how is this playing out? We talked about this. We said Donald. everyone thought Donald Trump was out of the race two weeks ago. We said the press is throwing everything at him. Now it's starting to change. Donald Trump is coming up in the polls. He brilliantly pulled off this thing in Mexico, looked very presidential, uh, and he's moving forward now, and his poll numbers are going up. Uh, I, I still think, uh, based on what I'm seeing, I still think it's it's Donald Trump's election to lose. Uh, I, I, look, I, think, I think the guy, actually, I think he's going to win, and, and, and so everything is going up the way I, I see uh, it's going to happen. We'll have to just kind of watch. But initially, uh, Donald Trump could be viewed as a big negative because everyone thinks he's going to basically, you know, pollute the earth, uh, destroy the planet, cause a nuclear war, uh, you know, round up all the Mexicans and put them in boxcars or something and, and, and basically start a war with the aliens on Mars. <laughs> but but I, I don't think I, I think people are going to see that he's going to be a good president. It, but I think he has very big pro growth pro growth policies that are going to create jobs, and that's the really important thing. That's what people care about is they want a job, and, and, and so I think that's the what we're looking at. Um, so, so I, that's what I think. And by the way, and I write some in the Max Out Savings Report. We're coming out on a tough time. Look. Do you realize when Obama, when 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 uh, when I guess it was McCain and Obama were running, Obama won the election. You realize from September to October, November, the stock market for his first term uh, during the election period fell thirty percent. Now you go, but Ted, that that was because Lehman Brothers failed. Yes, it was, but I I believe that. The failure of, uh, of of a lot of the financial system could be traced to a panic with Barack Obama being elected president, where people just go, "Oh my God, he's going to destroy the country," uh, something like you're hearing with Trump a little bit. But so understand, the market fell thirty percent. We have a market that for the last month and a half hasn't moved more than one percent a day. That's about to change, and probably not for the better. Uh, take let's take a call from Chuck. Hello, Chuck. 
Hello, Ted. I have been racking my brain trying to figure out how to explain the Trump phenomenon. He was not my first choice. In fact, there were several other ahead of him. I could have supported any of the original 16-plus that we had. The problem is America is desperate for a fighter and a winner. We may have liked George W. Bush, but he was such an ineffective, uh, you know, what we need in a president is a fighter, a winner. We need somebody who can take on the media, who can take on Hillary. And so far, the only person who has shown any guts, any hope of tackling the uh, socialist, Democrat, fascist machine is, is Trump. We don't care what brand of shoes he's wearing. We just want a freaking winner. And all this stuff that they're nitpicking Trump on, free trade, whatever, the bottom line is, look, we don't have time to re-educate an American public that has been so totally dumbed down and propagandized. And Trump realizes that. He's you know, saying yeah, yeah. No, Chuck. Look, I, I agree with you. And uh, free, he, he, he's saying stuff about free trade and stuff like that because it's faster to pander to them than it is to, to unlearn and reeducate. We'll, we'll, we'll. Fix well, that yeah. Later. Look, I, I think so. I'm going to uh, drop you here because I'm having real trouble hearing these calls today. But uh, I'm going to comment on that. Uh, the uh, I got some headphone problems here. Uh, the Look, I I do think W was a good president, W. Bush. Uh, but look, people want a change, and I, I think as you pointed out, and Trump, I think, is going for things. I mean, he made a comment that the press isn't paying any attention to, to people not having jobs. They're not paying attention to people losing jobs because of free trade. And, and I I think what's happened is people forget the reason Donald Trump is where Donald Trump is today is because. The American people want Donald Trump there, okay? Donald Trump is not such a smooth talker that he has convinced a bunch of gullible people to vote for him. When you get in talk radio, and I've been in it for over 10 years, one thing you understand is, is, you know, people are pretty smart out there. And when you're articulating a position, oftentimes those people kind of sense it or think in that way, and they're just going with you. You're just a you're you're basically telling them what they already know and you're affirming what they already know and, and so Donald Trump is not some slick talking salesman he basically has brought points out that the American people have been very concerned about that nobody else seems to care about and here comes Donald Trump articulating their position our he made the comment that you know that that the 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 role of government. I'm paraphrasing it. Should shouldn't be to sit there and support lobbyists and special interest groups and immigrants, illegal immigrants. The, the the role of government should be their main concern should be the citizens of the United States of America or, or whatever country they're representing. That's something that that quite frankly everybody agrees with, and yet. Oftentimes we've seen the, the, the elites up in Washington, they don't seem to have that attitude. So remember, Donald Trump is where he is because the American people put him there because he, because they're upset. And, and, the, and, and the, the, the government and the elites in Washington have dropped the ball in the support of the American people. Anyway, uh, uh, coming up here in the end of the show, a couple things. If you're not on the free Max Out Savings Report... Now's the time to, to go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. We talk about all types of things. We talk about uh, what's happening in the gold markets. We're talking about currency. Look, there's going to be a lot of things happening. Uh, we, we, we talk about 
the problems in the world. What's going on with the Federal Reserve? Why are they doing this? Why do we have record low interest rates? Why did investment banks fail? We have it all in there. And but we, the, what our report, what I try to do is I try to bring you things ahead of everyone else in this report. How to save money? Common four hundred one k mistakes. I want to sit there and help you save money and build up wealth. So if you need uh, some assistance, go to the website, sign up for the free report. It's maxoutsavings.com. If you need help with your four hundred one k plan, you have an IRA rollover. You want to roll your four hundred one k. Uh, plan over. We're value investors in the stock and bond market at, at Max Out Savings Advisors, and we do a lot of risk work to protect you in these very, very uncertain times. If you need some help, uh, go to the website. I'd like to help you out. It's maxoutsavings.com. And remember our motto, it's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. I hope everyone has a great weekend, and uh, enjoy the Labor Day weekend. It's a beautiful day out there. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.